she black? You married to a black woman? What? Uh, what do you think I'm going for? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Does she know you? Hey, man. Does she know you're Italian? You're not Italian. You're German. You all three? How you get to be all three? Mom was Venezuelan, dad was German, and I. Oh. I'm American. Where were you born? In New York. Oh, you were? Yeah. And my parents were born in, 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 in the States. Oh. My mother's family's from Caracas. From where? Caracas, Venezuela. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Nick, make your announcement, I forgot. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, what's up? Good morning. Welcome to church. Yeah, stop, Doug. Nobody's talking to you. We're doing church right now, okay? And at church, we have mics. Yes, it's a fellowship. So if the mic comes to you and you raise your hand, hold it like this. Not too close, not too far. Don't go waving around, eating the mic and all that. So... Bathroom's down the hall to the left. You know where it is. And no food or drinks. Cell phones, I see them out. Yeah, yeah, put them in silence. No food, drinks. Everybody's calm and happy. Let's get church started. Thanks. Thank you, How's your father doing? Sorry, I'm sorry? Did you like, where was it? London. Will I? Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line. And um, uh, Hate will give me your questions and comments, and I will respond. Accordingly, thank you all for being with us. Thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. So, a lot going on. Any questions or comments about anything? Let's do the assignment. Did anyone do the assignment this week? Just two people? Three, four. Oh, okay. Um, did you do it? Oh, okay. <laughs> did you do the assignment? Unfortunately, I didn't. And uh, I probably paid a price in depression for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. What was the assignment right here? The assignment was to be where, have your mind be where your body is. Right. So I want to discuss the assignment. So go ahead. I want you to, did you do it? Yes. And what did you get from it or learn from it or realize or anything? How was it? It's, um, it's really deep. It seems on the surface, like really easy to do. Right. But the more that you start doing it, the more you realize how often you don't keep your mind where your body is. Yeah. And so, for me, I thought I was pretty good with it, but the more, once again, I started to do it, the more I started to see that I'm constantly drifting off, and I'm only partially keeping myself 
where my um keeping my mind where my body is. Isn't that amazing? Oh yeah. And prior to that, you didn't realize how often you were lost in the, in the thoughts, huh? Yeah. Now I'm as I'm coming out of that fallen state, I'm becoming more aware of that, and I'm being more present more than I've ever been in my life. Yeah. But the depths of it, to see the depths of it, is like wow. You start to realize more and more and more how you were completely lost. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, it's deep. <laughs> yeah. It's deep. And, and when you think sometimes too, when you um when you're intentional about being present, you start to be able to see that um even what you thought when you were being in the present, you really weren't being in the present. Yes. <laughs> That's right, man. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I realize that some people intellectually think they're in the present and they're not. Yep. That's amazing. It's deep. Did you you want to comment on it? Did you do it? Sure. Okay. Um, I actually, I we did a counseling session with you, I think the beginning of the year. And you asked, we went into your office and you, you asked us, my husband and I, what was around us. And <laughs> I had no answer. I'm like, I don't know. And that's when you told us, uh, you showed <laughs> us how to be present a few months ago. So I've been doing it for a while now. Oh, good. And let me just add, let me, what she's talking about, when you walk into my office, I have pictures on the back wall, but most people walk in there, they don't see, they don't even know a back wall is there. Yeah. And yeah. so after the counseling thing, I ask, well, what's on the wall behind you? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. And the point is, they walk into a room without being aware of what's in that room. They're unconscious yeah. Yeah. in that. So yeah. that will so help. I've, it's, it's helped so much. I mean, to the point where I know that when I would talk sometimes, I wouldn't even know what I was saying. Yeah. And now I catch myself and I catch other people and I'm like, God, get to the point. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there and I'm like, oh. And I think to myself, I'm like, damn, that's probably how I sounded too. Yes. So it's been, it's been good. I mean, Another thing is I used to have really bad road rage and I wanted to give everybody the finger. And now because I'm able to like just be in the present, I'm like, "Eh, okay, you know, I don't mind it anymore. There's a lot of things where just being present has helped me in every, literally everything, everything. So yeah, I love it. The, um, um, good. That's good. I'll make my little statement in a minute. That is good. Did you see yourself going in and out? Um, I still do. Don't get me wrong. There's times right. where I'll like sit there and I'm like drifting off and I'm like, wait, where am I going? So, and I catch myself back, um, but not like before. Cause before I could like take a trip to China, to France, and I'm like <laughs> around the world and yeah. I won't even get to my point. And now it's like, I see that in other people and I'm like, oh goodness, like this is horrible. Yeah. And it's really bad because we just literally drift off. And I see it a lot in my mom. So I try not to, I cut my conversations with her like, okay, give me bullet points. What is it? What are we doing? What do you want to tell me? No. Okay. We're done then. So I cannot have her, anybody really. 
what some people do when they speak, they go unconscious and they just ramble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they think they're saying something yeah. that's important. Yeah. And you're sitting there looking at them. And like, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how what I feel. The? <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. just they go right into unconsciousness. Yeah. And and in that state, they think they're saying a lot of words, or yeah. they must be smart. Yeah. And you're thinking this dummy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's exactly how I feel. And also when I walk into the rooms, I'm constantly like just looking now. Yes. Like I see what's around me, like in the distance, near me, or, you know, just what's around me, especially if I have the kids now. Right on. Yeah. Nice. Did you do it, the assignment? You weren't here, but. Yeah, I wasn't here. Um, you, but you went to Europe somewhere? Yes. Where'd you go? London. London. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I went to London. And how was it over there for you? It was it was really nice. I mean, it was a challenge. Speak from I the chest. It was a challenge. In what way? Um, just coming into a different household and, you know, because Catherine's my stepmom. So I think knowing and seeing her family and understanding that they're in the fallen state but learning that you know they're their own people just understanding them yeah. and yeah i mean it was it was i'm grateful for the experience so i enjoyed Catholic myself people wonder where she get this little black baby from <laughs> <laughs> she left here with three white babies now she got a black one <laughs> so what yeah <laughs> reparation now Reparation forever. Um, but it was nice. You had fun? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I really did. That's your first time going over there? Um, no. Oh, okay. No. You like it over there? Oh, I love it, yeah. They have black people over there? Yeah, they have Africans, Europeans, and Indians. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They have Indians? Yeah. Whoa. Mainly, and then obviously you have mixed people. So do the Indians think they own England too? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good. Did you do the assignment? Um, so I heard it this morning. Um, I tried my best to work on that as I was getting ready. Um, I was listening to the clips um, of what you said about staying in the present. I think that's Keeping probably, your mind where your body is. Right. I think that's like <clears throat> the number one thing that I aim to do every day. It's my number one struggle, I would say. So I'm yeah. always looking to work on that within myself. Nice. Yeah. It's, Amazing. It's a common thing that I have to work on. Nice. Catherine, did you do it? So I did it, but didn't realize that I did it. Like, I didn't know it was the assignment, because, like, when I got back, I was, like, jet-lagged, and then I had to go straight back into work. So it was a bit of a funny week. Um, but I did do it, especially in England, and since I got back on Monday. Mostly oh. with this one right here. With who? Alea. Just oh. being um, in the present yeah. and seeing how that changes our dynamic, specifically so you with her. you keeping your mind with your body? Yeah, and being... Was it hard to do? Yeah. Yeah. And you just way? drift off. Yeah. Or I'm thinking about all the things I need to do. Yeah. Rather than being in the moment with her and giving her the... Kind of the time and attention that she, she needs. Yeah. In certain ways. Nice. Did you fight with your family? No. Oh. We, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting trip. We all got sick. Like, we all got some, like, 
horrible strain of flu or whatever it was, so we all went down, um, and all the cousins went down, so it was a bit of a hot mess, and then... Went down, meaning you all got we sick? We all got really sick. Really? Yeah, and then she got sick, like, the day before we left, so the plane ride was interesting, too. That's amazing. How, yeah. how long is the flight? Uh, like 11 and a half hours. Non-stop? Non-stop, yeah. I would have jumped out the window. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. It I would have gone rough. on hate. I mean, Nick's flight. That way, he'd kill everybody. <laughs> he crashes. But, good, okay. Uh, who else did it? You did the assignment, Raymond? You kept your mind with your body? Yes, I did. And what did you realize from it? I realized how, uh, how um, uh, debilitating it is when you um, keep your mind, uh, mind in your body. Uh, on your body because you find out you you find out your limits and your um, faults. Amazing. Were you surprised to see that? Not as surprised as I w uh, was ever since I pr uh, practiced the silent prayer because I found out that we uh, when you keep your mind in your body, it's also eat. Uh, Ego, uh, ego, this uh, denuding um, experience. Yeah, amazing. Okay, did you want to comment on it? Did you do it? The assignment. Okay. Yeah, I, I did the assignment. Yeah, and and what'd you get from it? Uh, I, I got a lot from it. I saw how, like you know, kind of like she said, I went to another country, I went to another world, I went to the future a lot, I went to the past. Yeah. I went all the way around everywhere, but the present. So pulling myself back and coming into the present was really, um, it was a, a, like mind-blowing. That's the only way I can put it, mind-blowing just because to see, wow, this is where I am. This is what's real. I can, what I can touch, see, smell. This is the now. Did you realize prior to that how much you would drift away from your body? Or, yeah. Or into unconsciousness? Yeah, I did. Uh yeah, I, I. Hold on, they're checking on the mice here. Yeah, that was on. You can just get closer. Okay. Yeah, I did. I realized how um, much I drifted away, and it was interesting how often it happened. But I think to me, what, what I. There's a static noise. Thanks. What I learned. Oh, <laughs> Amazing. What I learned from it was the static on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Amazing. So they're working on the mic right now, and uh, y'all hear the noise out there. Okay. Um, can we try it again? Testing, testing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, test, 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 test. I think we're going to have to need to alpha for that mic. <laughs> Long story short, I learned the moments when I went unconscious. If I'm just sitting still, if I'm driving, walking my dog, or just sitting amongst the family, my mind would just go away. Yeah. And in the moments where I should be present is when I realize, you know, be present. So. Right on. Did you do it? 
Me? Uh-huh. Uh, no. <laughs> Not really. Not really? No. Oh, okay. Did you try it? Uh, yeah, once, and it felt weird. Yeah. What did it feel like? Uh, like I could see what's happening around me. Yeah. And, and what was the weird feeling about it? Uh, that I could see everything around me. And that felt weird? Yeah. And so would you rather see everything around you or not see everything around you? Um, more seeing everything around me. Yeah. I know what you mean about the weird feeling. Because to be present, we're not accustomed to doing that. And, and to be present and see everything is mind-blowing. You realize, you know, what you miss, what you're not seeing, and that kind of stuff. Good. Well, once in a while, remember to do it. All right? Remember to just stay out of your head. All right? Okay. Um, the, did, you, did you do it? Yeah, I did it. And you want to comment on it? What did you realize from it? Well, I've been doing it for a long time, but this kind of... You've been keeping your mind with your body? I've been... Tr- I've been Trying to, for sure. But okay. this kind of brought me back to the basics. You know, like, sometimes you got to start over to kind of understand where you went wrong or something like that. So, but I've always been doing it. But I've always noticed, too, that I'm totally out of my thoughts mostly and every once in a while in my thoughts. It's it's interesting. I, I seem to be out of my thoughts more than I am in, because like I can be I can become aware in a in a second, and it seems like that's about it until the next time. Until the next second. Until the because I can like I I can be I can realize that I'm unaware and become aware, and then as I do something, as I do something in my day, I'm. Out of my, I'm in my thoughts totally. So it's it's kind of interesting. What is it like knowing that you've been living in there all this time? I don't. That's a good question. Uh, it's just different because you when you're when you're in your thoughts before you know how to do this, it's it just seems normal, right? But this just kind of shows you that there's another way to live, and really. There are times, even when I was a little kid, that I would become aware. I remember certain things happened, kind of like dangerous things would happen or something about to happen to me, and I became aware. I remember those times. So it's always, it's always been there, but it hasn't, I haven't known it like I do now. And so this week during the assignment, would you realize when you're drifted away from your body? Say that again. Like, were you aware of the body? Did you were you aware that you had become unaware of the body? You had forgotten. Yeah. It? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I become aware of that throughout the day. Yeah. Oh man, where did I go for eight <laughs> hours? Yeah. Basically, it seems like that. It seems like I'm in it for just a bit of the day and out of it for most of the day. Yeah. Amazing. Did you do it? Yes, I met. Oh yeah. Okay. I uh, personally. With your doubting every thought, every thought's a lie is really what what that was. Because if I don't think, which I truly don't think anymore, I just do what's in front of me, 
um, it was very, very easy for me. But I like the way that you explained it because it's, it's good to, to tell other people that way, to yeah. keep your mind with your body. Yeah. And uh, I, I, only because I found you three years ago do I doubt every thought and every thought's a lie. And I don't think anymore. I really, really don't, which is fantastic. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Who else want to comment on it? Okay, right here. <laughs> So you did the assignment from last Sunday until today? Yes. And, okay. Um, kind of similar to... No, don't compare yourself to anyone. Don't say kind of similar. Okay, yeah. How about just, this then? Don't um, say just like Joe No, no, no. Said. That's fine. Uh, yeah. It was... I felt like it was fairly easy, and I noticed a few things about myself while I was doing it. Um, I definitely found that I was less uh consumed with like you know tv or phone more like books and work and and true projects where i could be like with myself in my body right and just in the present moment i also recognized that the hardest part about it was kind of not having any mind about it right doing what's in front of you isn't about never thinking at least for me it's about when the thought comes not having you know not having too much of a mind about it, understanding that it came, don't identify with it, don't dwell on it. Once So during the week, would you be with your body and then yeah. drift away from it? No, not. The only time I found that I drifted away from it, my struggle for unconscious moments, uh, there were a few times where I stayed up a little later than I normally would, and I would, uh, I would like, snack on something. Nothing bad, like an apple or two my apples. Point, my, my question is, though, you would be with your body, right? You know, I'd right be there. with my body, but I'd and go when unconscious you, eating. When you, would, when you would drift away from it, were you aware you had drifted away from the body? Yeah, that's the part I was kind of, I guess, trying to express uh, in the middle of my statement is I, if I felt my body starting to, right, my mind actually starting to drift away from my body, um, I'd recognize it. I wouldn't identify like, oh, you're, now you're not doing the assignment right. You better fix yourself. I just, okay, that's happening. Let's come back to right here, right now. What was it like being with your body? It's, it's, it's nice. It's, um, it's peaceful. You know, I don't need to be... When you I, say nice and peaceful, what do you mean? It was peaceful, relaxing, nice, uh, comforting, uh, not... Uh, <laughs> adjectives you would describe a bad experience with it was just comforting it was calm it was serene okay. i um i didn't want to beat myself up over having a thought fly across my <laughs> mind right if that happens i just identify that it's not from me i recognize that it's not something to identify with and beat myself up over like i might have a how year often ago. would you drift away from your body not that often how often i think it happened three times and every time it was because it was late at night and I started, I started eating unconsciously, even though it was like not. So for bad. the whole week, you only drift away from your body three times. Yeah, really. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday. Actually, Friday? it was uh, after the men's forum. It was after the men's forum. I think uh, <laughs> Friday night it happened, or Thursday night. I was up late. I was just up from the enjoyment of like the men's forum was so good. Friday it happened. I, when I stay up late, it, it happens. When I'm up late, whether I'm. In my body, like my mind and my body are connected. As it got later in the evening, Thursday night, Friday night, um, and Saturday night, I just, I don't know. I was sitting in my house on my chair, and I just, I, 
normally will be able to stay present, but I, I, I okay. found myself drifting as right. I got late, as I got tired. Okay. Yes, sir. You had your hand? Yeah, I was going to say there's something that, that's called situational awareness that it, basically what it is is kind of know your situation, know where you're at at all times. But in reality, and it's kind of like the way it's presented is like this is something new or this is something different. But situational awareness is what you're, you're tell, keeping our mind and our body in the same place is situational awareness, oh, okay. what they call. I never heard that term, but okay. All I'm saying is that it, it, they had to make a term for it because it's so, it's, it, it's not very, nobody knows about it, right? It's not very popular. But in reality, this is the way we are supposed to be. We are supposed right. to know what's going on around us at all times. If you think about in any, most of the time when people get hurt or they get, somebody's kind of stalking them and they do something to them because the person is not even paying attention to anything but their phone or right. they're off in la-la land. But if they kind of knew, but so to, so to me, I'm just saying that this is, this is the way we're supposed to be. It's kind of interesting how people have made a word for it. But we are supposed to be yeah. totally aware. It's abnormal to not be present. Yeah. It's an abnormal way of living. Amazing. Yes, sir. I wanted to comment on it, but I didn't do the assignment, so I'm not too sure if you still want me to comment on it. Just with everyone sharing. You say you sharing. did not do it? I did not do it. Oh, and what do you want to comment on? Uh, just after everyone said okay, what they ahead. had to say. <clears throat> It reminded me of a uh, book that I read in college, and uh, it was called Interview with the Devil. And like the last chapter is about drifting, and I had no idea what he was talking about. And it wasn't until I finished the book, I was like, oh, wow, I get what it is. Where in the book, it's, it's, it's sort of secular. It's not Christian in my opinion, but uh, the devil's saying the way I try to trick you, right? The whole premise of the book is that he's sitting down with the interview with the devil, right? He's like, I try to get you to so distracted that by the end of the day, you have no idea what you did, yeah. you know, and just totally distract you. And that was something that was just like, whoa. So for the past years, I've been always thinking about it. And the number one way I always found myself drifting was through music. Whenever I was listening to music, I'd always kind of like get all pumped up and think about like dancing and stuff like that. And I'd be yeah. like, I'd be like doing dishes and cleaning up and doing stuff. But then I would go down like for bed and I'd be like, wait, what did I do today? Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? So I just wanted to throw that out there Amazing. where, you know. Amazing. Did you want to comment on it? Did you do the assignment? Yeah. Okay. Right there. Yeah, I did the assignment. And uh, it's really difficult. It was really difficult for me to uh, keep my mind um, in the present. It was oh, really your body, difficult. Your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And did you know how difficult it was before this no, week assignment? I had no clue. Yeah. And uh, I found uh, when I, I did it once um, when I was at work, too sitting in front of my computer because I find myself going, okay, what was I doing? What was I doing? What was I doing? You know? So I thought, okay, this would be a perfect situation for me to have my mind yeah. with my body. And, um, wow, it was hard. It was just really <laughs> hard. That's all I could say. I mean, I did it, but I was constantly pulling back. You yeah. know, I was constantly drifting off and then going, come on, cut over here. Well, that's <laughs> was, why I gave the assignment because if it was an assignment, you'd be more aware to try to stay with it. Right, right. Had yeah, I got lots of work to do. <laughs> it's amazing that the body could be right here and your mind could be in, in Russia somewhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. 
all over the map, calling people. I'm do I'm having another life right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, so amazing. yeah, it was tough. Well, stay with it. I will. Yeah, stay. With I will. It. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so for me, it was interesting. I feel that a lot of times, or most of my life, I've been very aware of my surroundings. So I've always been present. But for me, what I noticed was, and I kind of had this realization a couple of weeks ago, but there's these moments where you go, I go completely unconscious and I just have no idea what's happening. A lot of times with driving, I'll get to my destination and I'm like, wow, like, how did I get here? I took all those freeways and, and yeah. then, so it's allowed, this assignment allowed me to just even put more presence in Realizing that, like, I'll have these thought patterns and I'll just be, like, way far away and then recognize, like, oh, where was I going with that? Like, what? Nice. Um, so I've been doing it, So it would, but it was helpful just to continue to go down that path. Um, it's just crazy that kind of what he was saying about, like, being distracted, I realized, too, is it's, like, when I'm in an unconscious space, I'm extremely, like, uh, able to receive information. So it's, like, if you're going unconscious on social media or watching TV, you're uh, absorbing these ideas and these thought patterns, and you don't even realize it, and then you just, you know, that becomes part of who you are or what you believe. And so it's just interesting to see how uh, tricky the Satan is. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you guys do it? Okay. Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I did it. And, um, uh, you kept your mind with your body this week. Yes. And it, go ahead. Um, I realized how at work, it's a different story at work. Um, I'm pretty aware of my surroundings and I can execute efficiently and do what I'm supposed to. It's outside of work yeah. where I realized that, um, for me, it was almost, it was boring. Like, there was something in me in those present moments <laughs> where I was like, okay, I can see what I'm, I was very aware of where, where I was and what I was doing, and I found myself just bored. You were bored with keeping your mind yes. where your body is? yeah. And bored in what way? Um, it, I think it was, maybe I was too aware of what I was doing to the point where I'm like giving the thing that I was doing almost too much attention. And I was just like, well, what else could I be doing? It was just boredom. It was, I wanted to do something else. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Amazing. What did you think of the assignment? It was really interesting. Yeah. It was interesting to see that at work. And I like what Sarah said about being in a conscious, in an unconscious space, yeah. like at home when I'm finally away from work where I can be quiet. Um, that's where I find myself not wanting to be. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. You did it, right? Yes. Okay. Um, you kept your mind for the whole week with your body. No. <laughs> I knew I knew when you said last week it was going to be challenging because although I do stay in the present, I'm always aware of like what's going around what's going on around me. I tend to um my body being one place and my mind being another place. For example, I was taking a, I kept checking in with myself. I'm like, where am I at? Is my mind there? So, um, it's so easy to just slip away so quickly. 
um, one of the mornings it has been colder, I jumped in the shower and I was like, oh, I can't wait to get in the shower because I took a hot shower and I was in the shower and I was like, oh, it feels so good. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to go to Coffee Bean and I'm going to try the hot one this mo- <laughs> the hot tea this morning so to be warm. Didn't even happen, but um, I do think the assignment was, I think that it was really good. It helps you to even, even if you stay in the present and you're aware and you're not like caught up in your thoughts, it still takes you on even a higher level of consciousness because the times when I was like with my mind and my body, I was really appreciating, like I'd be walking my dog at the beach and I'm like, inhaling the fresh air and just feeling the feeling the the weather in my mind and my body is there were and I really su- appreciate were you surprised it. at how often you drift away from the no body? I knew you I knew yeah. I was I was aware that I I could drift away easy I I think that I've done it on purpose because my job when I work, I know what I'm going to do, so I'm right there in the present doing what I'm doing, but I'm not really talking to anybody or anything like that, so right. I can easily just, oh, what what kind of Christmas decorations am I going to do this year? Like, just easily just go <laughs> off, so I knew. Yeah. But when I, when I did do the assignment and more my mind was with my body, I was appreciative that I was just breathing the fresh air and that everything was okay. Yeah. Everything was fine. Okay. Amazing. All was well. Yes, yeah. I was just going to say to the young lady, I don't know her name, Terry, Terry that she, a minute ago she said she has a lot of work to do, but I don't know that I'd look at it like that. No, no, no. I said I did that. At, I tried to that work as well. Well, you, were, you said. Oh, I have a lot of work to yeah, do on you, me. On me. Oh, Yes. I don't know that I'd look at it like that. I would just kind of know where I'm at because this, the assignment like that this is, is just, where I'm at or where I am. Exactly. <laughs> I would just look at it as this is where I am. Okay. I didn't realize it was in English class. <laughs> don't let hate hear you. Speak I, I didn't like English anyway. <laughs> um, so, and the Aren't reason why I say white? that, huh? Aren't you half white? I, yeah, well, lunch and P.E. were my favorites. So you're, you're half white, didn't like lunch? I mean, didn't like it lunch. It loved lunch. I mean, your white part didn't like it? Uh-huh. This woman was dating with Donald Trump, and she's half white and half something else. And whenever she did something smart, allegedly, Donald Trump would say, oh, you just, that's your white side. <laughs> oh, she's half white and half black, right? Now she tried to call Trump a racist. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But but I, I wouldn't look at it the way you look at it. And I say that because you kind of you kind of stunt your growth in a way. Oh, I got so much work to do. May, what did you mean by me. you on have me. work to do on you? On me is what it meant. What did like, you mean by what kind of work you meant? Well, to stay in the present is, yeah. uh, um, you know, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, I never realized how much I drift off and i mean i'm doing like like the round the world and doing the <laughs> christmas decorations all at the same time yeah. <laughs> that kind of work is fine because okay. we learn knowledge and then we put it to work we have to work on it in that way yeah Practice that, that makes sense aware. the way she explained so that i thought that was she meant yeah okay that's yeah. it you're absolutely right about that okay did you do it oops 
No. Uh, uh, and why not? Well, I have a, an example of something like that. Why that you didn't do it? Uh, busy, busy mind, busy body. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. In work, I uh, had somebody that brought it to my attention. I was doing some plumbing, and so I asked, uh, how did that happen? How did that get like that? How did that get like, like you know, what causes that? Immediately, and I'm in my imagination, and I'm coming up with a scenario or why this happened. And then the plumber said, I don't know how it happened. But that's not my job to know how it happened. My job is to fix it. Right Immediately brought me present right here, not so into you my was, mind. You work 24 hours a day, all week this week, to the point you... <laughs> Yeah. To the point you didn't have to, have to stay with God. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, pretty much. Pretty you told much. God you were too busy? I, I I didn't talk to him. I, I was oh, you sitting there with the Satan in. Oh, okay. You Did you do it, Nick? Yeah. And what'd you get from it? Why y'all laughing? Um, sorry, repeat that. And what'd you get? What'd you, yeah, um, it's, I, I realize it's funny how we think. It's easy to forget that we don't need anything. And so I failed like all week at it, but I definitely been doing it. And it's a, like I said, it it just solidified that I really don't need anything. Like, you know, you, you think I need something or this or that. I need to do this or that. But if that, those mind body checks, like when you bring yourself back to your body, you're, you're fine. You don't yeah. need anything. Yeah. So have hate to come here for a minute. James. Yeah, it's easy to forget that. And and would you think about the assignment? Like you like uh, it? it was a great assignment. I mean, yeah. back to basics. Like Doug said, yeah. I, I love that. Um, I've been I've been knowing for a long for a while now that it's my only issue. It's been the thing that I've been trying to do the most. Right, be yeah. absolutely aware. So it's been a good back to basics. Mind body <laughs> checks. I got friends, and we're telling each other, "Oh, mind body check." <laughs> so it's, it's been good. Hey, did you do it? The assignment? A little bit. And? And uh, most, mostly thinking back, I, I did not. And, like, and why not? Um, because I, <clears throat> for example, with my work that I'm doing mostly from home, I have like a lot of, I have like big plans and thoughts and intentions of doing like a lot of work. And then, like, only a little bit of work gets done. And <laughs> but I'm, like, lost in all of my intention to do the work. But, it, like, that doesn't do any good, uh, I noticed. So you're like Frankie. I, yeah. Good. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, just listening to everybody, it's almost like I want people to not um, be upset at what they see. It's kind of similar to your silent prayer when you sit still and allow yourself to be aware. What you're doing is you're seeing demons inside of you. And so it's, it's like revealing them. Yeah. And when you see them, like, for instance, if something is stopping you from being present, then you need to see that as an enemy in your life and so you can deal with it. If something is taking too much of your time, if something is pulling you away from being able to be present, 
that's God bringing the awareness to you so that you can see how to deal with that. Absolutely. So you shouldn't see these situations that you're dealing with that stopping you from either doing the assignment or the silent prayer as problems, but they're being exposed. The demons are being exposed so that you can deal with them. Absolutely. Amazing. Did you do it? The assignment? Oh, you did not? Get in line with those three. <laughs> why didn't you do it? Well, I, I missed the assignment, Jesse. I oh. didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't the you weren't here last night, right? I wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what I realized from it, oh, so what I said, I said, okay, this week, I'm going to keep my mind with my body, and I'm going to make it difficult. Whenever I get out of my car, I'm going to be aware of myself getting in and out of my car. When I walk through doors, I'm going to make sure I'm aware that I'm walking through a door, in and out. And before I could get to the door, I forgot that I said that. <laughs> I would be on the other side of the door. I'm like, well, I forgot to remember to walk through the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start noticing other people to see that they pay attention to themselves, getting in and out, and they weren't paying attention either. They just get in and out, nothing. But I couldn't even make it through the door. I'm like, what the? And, but I was glad to see it. And so I was driving down the road the other day, and I was, so I want to be aware of myself sitting in the car while I drive, and for a minute I was. And in that moment, I realized that the intellectual mind is very divided. The intellect is divided. It's divi- it's, it is divided between... Fate feel good and fate feel bad. Feel bad. It makes you happy and it makes you sad. You never, it's never one. Like in, when, when you're in the present, you're one. One-minded. But when you're in your intellect, you're double-minded. And as the Bible says, a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways, right? And so if you notice the intellect, because it's of the devil, it is divided. It's not one. It makes you think about the past or the future. It makes you worry about this or that. It builds you up. Anybody notice that? It's like it's divided. Whereas when you're in the present, you will see that you will be of one mind. And I'm like, wow, that's so nice to see that. Because once you see it, truly see it, then you can never let go of it. You're, even if you are still overcoming the intellectual mind, you will remember one mind only. God mind is one mind. It's a whole. It's not the past. It's not the future. It's totally here, right now, right now. And the more you do it, the more you will remember to do it. You will start to notice when you're in and out of the imagination. And you're right. You start to notice that you are not your mind. We are all possessed with dark spirits. And the dark spirits are the psychological aspect of the mind. I remember hearing that Satan roamed the earth to see who he could devour. I used to think he was roaming the earth outside, just out there in the world, roaming the earth. But he's roaming the earth through people. He's roaming the earth through people. And they are trying to divide. They are trying to see who they can devour. And they don't realize that it's the devil in them. I remember hearing growing up, the devil made me do that, right? But, but I didn't know what they meant when they said the devil made you do those things, made you commit murder, 
make you do certain things to each other and blah, 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 right? Be jealous and envious. It's the devil in the mind. He'll make you believe it and feel it and you'll act it out. And then you'll take credit as though you did it. Oh, I did that, but you didn't do it. You did not do it. In all honesty, because we are not our mind, we are not thought, it's a false identity. In all honesty, we have never done anything wrong in our whole life. We have, but we have taken credit for doing wrong. Oh, I, I, and you feel guilty. I slapped my wife today. You feel happy about it or guilty, right? But it wasn't you. You were influenced to do it. And that's why I want to encourage you, stop naming this stuff as though it's you. You're fellowshipping with the devil. Stop taking credit for it. Likewise, when you're overcoming, you're now possessed with the Spirit of God. It's not you still. You are not making that happen either. We are literally not in control of anything, good or bad. And so from this day forward, don't call yourself good or bad. You're neither. You're neither good nor bad. You're possessed, either with darkness or with uh, delight. You can't be with both, right? You would want. But just think about this. There is no us. There's a fake idea about who we are, but all ideas are wrong. All ideas are wrong. And when you go through that, um, that death, that ego death, all ideas and plans and things are taken away from you. It's taken away because we don't know what we want. If you notice everything you think you want, once you get it, you don't want it. How many times y'all been married and didn't want the woman afterward? Or the woman didn't want that man. She wanted to throw him back and get another one. Another one would work better. <laughs> and she get a new man, it's worse. Same thing or worse. We literally don't know what we want. And when you're in the present, I remember when I first started being in the present, it was weird. Because everything seemed fine and you could see the earth and it was like interesting. And but the more you do it, it becomes natural to you. And I was thinking about the suffering that is going on in the world through the counseling stuff and from our government on down, everybody. Misery, nothing but misery. The way we treat one another is mind blowing to me. The way families treat each other hurting one another. People get married, and the day after the wedding, they start hating one another and, and just going off on one another, trying to get something there, right? There's so much misery in the country that is mind-blowing, but the problem is the people think it's them. They think they're doing the misery. Nobody get along because everybody have false love for one another, and when that love don't go the way that they want it to go, they're ready to kill one another. I'm looking at the government. I'm looking at this fight between um, um, Kanye West and what he said about the Jews. And then there was a basketball player who commented on it. Carrie Irving. Carrie Irving. He had to pay money. How does money take away misery? If you're hurting for words, money ain't going to take that away. I mean, so how do, you, how do we end up in our country having to pay money to someone who said they were emotionally hurt. That doesn't even make sense. 
And I hear people say, oh, they, they emotionally hurt me, right? And I'm like, and so they want to get after the person that emotionally hurt you. But how about when your own mind hurt you emotionally? Their own mind brings emotional pain too. Who do you blame for that? And who do you charge? Do you charge the devil? Or do you charge yourself, right? But it's so much misery in the world today. Everybody hate everybody. And everybody trying to make themselves feel good by taking it out on someone else. Or even taking it out on yourself. You can't even take it out on yourself because you're not to blame. We should, when, when trouble comes, when things happen in life, and you get that shock of fear or doubt or whatever that shock is, you should count that a blessing. Count it a blessing when you're shocked at things and what happened because it's the shock that is waking you up to see that it's not you. It's really not you. You should count it all joy. It, it, we have been taught when the shock come to uh, run from it, to blame somebody else. From this day forward, never blame anyone else for the shock you feel on the inside. They have done you a favor. They have made you see something about yourself that's not you, and you didn't know it was there because you protected it. So be happy for the shots. As a matter of fact, run to the shots so you can see what's in there. And once you see it, don't, don't complain about it. Don't worry about it. Don't act like you can do something about it. Just relax in it and let it pass through you. It will pass. But the world is a mess. It's a mess because they have taken credit for the devil work. They think that they are in charge and they think having perceived power and wealth. The, the governments everywhere are messed up as well. All over the world, bad government. Because they are doing the same thing we do to each other. Because it's the same devil. I can't believe that I lived a life thinking that I was my ego. I was the thoughts and the feelings and that I was in charge. We're not in charge. Yes, sir. Isn't that amazing? Right here, yeah. It is not you. But don't get in an idea that what you really are. Because those ideas come from the devil. It's like becoming a saint. You were a sinner and now you're a saint. And then you think what a saint is and it ain't that. Because saints give you all ideas. You have no idea about God. None. Zero. All your ideas about God, even when you read the Bible, Oh, I brought the word today. I brought the word. Look how much I use my word. <laughs> but all ideas about God is wrong. Because the ideas come from the devil. And that's why when you think you're into God, it's not working. Because you got your ideas about God from reading the Bible, from hearing about him, and from what the devil tells you about him. But you don't know those ideas are coming from the devil. And, and they don't work, so you don't even stop to say, okay, if I know God, why am I still have fear? Why am I still miserable, scared, and all that kind of stuff? You won't even question it. Amazing. Yes, sir. I just wanted to comment when you said about the shock that you feel. So an example happened maybe an hour ago as we were coming to church. Uh, we were coming up a uh, street, and... Next week, we're planning an event, my family with a friend of ours. Um, 
and my mind was just drifting away. I felt it. I felt it drift away, but I, it was, for some reason, hard for me to catch it back. But I'm already thinking next week what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and then my wife's over there texting, you know, his girlfriend, what are we going to do? And then she goes, okay, we're going to do A, B, and C, whatever they were. And then I'm already like, whoa, I don't know I had choices. There's too many choices for me. I just wanted to go. <laughs> so I'm already dr- thinking, you know, navigating through traffic, the cars around me, and now I'm thinking of next week. And then on top of that, we were ordering Starbucks on the app. What do you want? What do you kids want? So my mind was just like, you yeah. know, free. Like I was on overload. I didn't have enough hard drive in there. And then, and then to the point where I almost missed where Starbucks was, I passed the entrance. I parked in a no parking zone. And when I got out of the car, I was walking this direction. And then Starbucks was that direction. I just was, mine was just gone absolutely so i just wanted to say and i felt that shock in the moment yeah. and then i had to just like you know come back uh be present in the moment so i have a question on that too yeah so there's also a study i learned where there's a difference between a man's brain and a woman's brain where they say the man's brain is like waffles everything is in boxes right and a woman's brain is like spaghetti where everything is connected so does that mean as a man with the you know physically is that because our man, uh, the man's brain is built a certain way that it makes it easier for the devil to come in? Because if, you know, the man is tying his shoes, I'm tying my shoes. I can't tie my shoes and think of something else because then I'm going to, you know, double dot my shoes or something and trip. So <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't it, think the devil has anything to do with the brain. Okay. The brain is pretty much to make our body function to get it to work because the devil is a spirit and he lives in the imagination and the brain is like a body part. It's like a physical body part that makes the body operate. So whomever came up that study was crazy. It's the <laughs> spirit. Really, it's the spirit. Okay. Women uh, tend to act one way because they're so emotional, and they really have identified with the spirit, thinking that it's their own. And so when men act the way they act, they're involved in the same thing. They thinking that They're thinking that... That spirit, that dark spirit of the mind, the psychological mind is them. If you didn't, if you were to overcome that, the brain is still going to be fine. I doubt that is true. It might be, but I doubt it because it's a spiritual thing. It's really a spirit and not physical at all. Now, anger would destroy the physical. It would mess up the body. You know, it destroys it. But it's all spiritual. So I don't, the spaghetti mind stuff, that's a dumb person. I, th- I think I was going to say about uh, how everybody you see it's a problem when you attack the blacks it's a problem when you attack the Jews it's a problem when you attack the gays it's a problem when you attack the women but it's no problem when you attack white men white people have you noticed that no problem at all. When you're t- and I'm wondering, why not? How come you love one group and don't love another group at all? If you don't love all, you love none. Why is it permission to attack white people, but you can attack them, say anything you want. They better not defend themselves. Better not. If you're black, it better not. But <laughs> better not. <laughs> They better not defend themselves. But no one else can be attacked. Have y'all noticed that? Isn't there something wrong with that? If it's wrong to attack one, it's wrong to attack 
all. If it's right to attack one, it's right to agree or disagree with all. But we're not, most people are not seeing it that way in the world today. But this is evil at work. We should love all. God loved all. He sent his son for all. And he said, once you are born again of him, you're neither Jew nor Gentile. You're not male nor female. It's a spirit. But our country, our world really is so evil nowadays. And we're protecting evil in ourselves and in others as well. But something wrong with that. Have anybody ever thought about that? White people are the only one that can be attacked. But whites are dealing with the same spirit we all are dealing with. It's evil. And you're not, you're not, stop identifying with this, the devil. When you call yourself these names, you are agreeing with the devil. And don't let other people call you that. Meaning that if they call you that, don't be bothered by it. Anybody else have a spirit to shock and you want to run from it? Anybody? No? Yes, sir. What did the shock feel like? It was something that stayed in my mind for about like seven hours where I kept repeating like, man, why did I do that? Man, why did I do that? A little louder for me? Oh, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, I'm better than that. How did that happen? And I remember at one point I was like, oh, after letting myself, you know what? Get away from me, Satan. This isn't me. I realized that what shocked me was all of a sudden that spirit of need and validation had crept in. And then when I had reacted in a way that someone looking from the outside in would think, oh, that guy's not a Christian or whatever, I, I realized that, oh, you I You said was, that guy's not a Christian? Well, like if somebody just saw who what I did, they'd go, whoa, what's wrong with that guy? You know oh, what I mean? yeah. Um, I was in a state of emotion, and uh, I didn't realize how much hate was there. But after I, quote, unquote, calmed down... I realized I'm like, okay, wait a minute. In that moment, I allowed my emotions to be lord over me, right? And what I ended up learning from that was the lesson of not feeling that need for someone to understand me, for someone to listen to me, and to be free from that. Did you want to run from the shock or run to it? In the beginning, I wanted to run away from it just because the, the guilt and shame was just like, oh... But then after a while, it's kind of like, wait, I've, this isn't me. This was not me. And once I just disassociated with that, um, I, was, I, I realized I learned something very valuable from the situation. And you know that the, the guilt and shame is fate, too. It's not real. It's not you. Mm-hmm. Just think about this. If you're not in control and you have never done anything wrong, God doesn't judge us at all. He never judges us. Never. It's not even in him to judge us. Because he knows that we have never done anything. That's why salvation is of the heart. You, the heart turned from hate to love. And then he, he'll take you the rest of the way. But did you, have you ever thought that God would judge you? I felt as though in that whole moment, like I had to stop what I was doing and just sit down and just kind of analyze the situation. Um, I felt like if I was speaking to God, he wouldn't necessarily be looking at me like, man, how could you? Why would you do something like that? Like, it wouldn't, it, would, it didn't feel like that. It felt more like God saying, hey, that's not you. Like, you're better than that. You know, it felt as if the Lord wasn't exactly, like, he was still looking at me with love. The same way, like, you might look at, like, your own child doing something wrong. Kind of like, hey, man, like, this isn't you. Come on. You got this. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Stop, stop, stop. Let's go. 
And it, it didn't. No, it didn't he was looking at you. He was thinking, "What a nutcase." <laughs> yeah, you, you know. think that's him, mm. and it's not. Can you imagine we living a life that it's not even us, and we believe it? We will wish him to the devil and don't know it. That's mind-blowing when you really start to see it about yourself. All the fears and the doubts and the worries and all. It's never been us. Running away from things. Never been the real us. Is it hard to accept that you have never done anything wrong in your whole life? Anybody have trouble with that? Yes, Raymond. You have trouble with that? You have trouble accepting you have never done anything wrong your whole life? I do. I would see, uh, see uh, anything I do is my responsibility. I must answer to it. Amazing. Um, if you were in charge, would you have done wrong? No. I'll, I'll do, uh, do whatever it takes to keep from doing wrong. And so since you have done wrong, does that help you to realize it's not you? That's very difficult because I've been taught, uh, taught I have to answer, uh, answer for every, uh, everything I do. You've been lied to. You really have. That's the teaching of the world, and that's the wrong teaching. Really. That brings on unnecessary suffering. Thank you. Amazing. What do you think about that? I see your eyes. <laughs> so I agree with what you're saying, but I had a question like, with the choices that we make, whether they're us or not us, and we don't judge ourselves for those mistakes that we make, there's still consequences to the decisions that we make, right? Like, so even if I did something like the gentleman was saying that was stupid or whatever, or like, why did I do that? Although I'm not going to go through that process, even though I'm not going to judge myself because it wasn't me, there's still consequences to whatever that action that I did. Does that make sense? That is so deep. <laughs> like, for I example, totally let understand. me just make up a random situation or a random idea. I don't know. Let's just say I went out with some girlfriends and I don't know. Um, I got way too drunk. Not intentionally, but I got way too drunk. Uh-huh. Like, there's still. That's what all alcoholics say. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I, and then, you know, I intentionally <clears throat> went out to get one drink and let's just say I had. Four, I don't know. Right. And then I can't drive my car home, and then there's consequences that come to that. D- does that make sense? It's like, although, okay, you're silly, like, why did you do that? Okay, but don't judge yourself. What can you do better next time? But, like, I don't know if I'm making sense, but there's still, and, there's still consequences and that the come consequence, with that decision. Can you give me an example of the consequence of doing that? Okay, let me think of something more serious. I got a random guy's number, even though I'm married. All right, and then... Right. If you continue down that trial, let's just say we continue to text or whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, there's consequences for although that was the not me, there were still consequences between my relationship with my husband. Oh, I Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of something I've seen. Interesting. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. You're not me to leave. <laughs> Make him pay a few bills first. <laughs> right? You see what I'm saying there? There's, although you can How this. would you respond to that if she had asked you about that? Duh, okay. So she went out, she got drunk, and there's some guy there that looked better than her husband. And under the influence, she's like, yeah. And then he found out later. 
is that a consequence? Uh, I believe it is a consequence. Um, and what is the consequence? This is so good. It <laughs> really, really is. I guess the uh, the reaction of her husband or whatever could be the consequence, or the action of the the guy that she got her got the number from or whatever. Um, but I think um, the good part about that is just if she can. Um, recognized that it wasn't her that um that carried out that action got the number got drunk or whatever um maybe um the ending or the uh the i guess the ending consequence won't won't be as bad as if you're um owning or taking uh, ownership of that action or you saying that's me or whatever so i think in the end that it'll play out in a in a, in a better way uh, as opposed to saying that's me, I'm a alcoholic, I'm a cheater, or whatever, I'm I'm a liar. I think the consequence will work it, itself out in a better in a better way. Okay. As opposed to uh, just recognizing that that's not me. I'm, I don't identify with the, my actions or whatever. Oh, okay. So, she want to add right here to it. <laughs> she want to add to it, and then Doug want to. So. The consequent is what? I, I'm not going to. I like what he said. Yeah. I like what he said. Well, what do you think? I don't know. I. Do you think there are consequences to our action? Yeah, I and, do. And what is a consequence? The outcome of whatever you did. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, it depends. For example, let's say she did that and. There's literally so many ways to go about that. So I don't know. I mean, there's he, her husband might leave her. He might forgive her. There's there's so many outcomes to that as a consequence. So I don't know. Yes. I think there's like certain things. See, I don't know if this is this is what I think. It might not be right, but like I think there's certain things that are hard to come back from. Like once you've lost trust, once you've done like there's certain boundaries you know, that I think most people should have in their relationship, whether they're Christian or non-Christian. But, like, I think there's certain things that you, going about life, you have to have certain boundaries and certain thing, boundaries that you don't cross or certain situations you just, you don't get yourself into. Because I think when, let's just say for this random example, when people cheat, you don't just kind of fall in somebody's lap. You know, certain things happen before you get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's yeah. certain things that you yeah. that you can't just be like, oh, it was not the not, it was the not me, you know. Right. It was sorry, you know, because like there's, there's, there's so many effects of people that you cause issues to if I did something like that. Oh, okay. I, do you believe that you have never done anything wrong in your whole life? Or do you believe you have done wrong? Oh, I think I've done lots of things wrong. You have? Yeah. You believe that? Why do you believe that? Because I think it's true. It's true? Yeah. Oh, okay. And were there consequences to what you did wrong? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And how did you deal with the consequence? It depends if it was just issues. I think if the issue, the mistake that you made is only affecting you then the consequences and how you deal with it is a little bit different to whether the issue affects other people does it affect your husband your parents your children or whatever you know there's a different set of rules that kind of go with affecting somebody else how many people believe in consequences 
Yes, sir. Right here. This is real good. Yeah. I might be able to um, articulate this better this time, but I think um, the example that you use, I hear you use sometimes, Jesse, is uh, like you have a, a romantic relationship or whatever, man uh, uh, man and woman, yeah. and let's say they have a child. They're not married. You know, they have sex, and they're not out of wedlock, have a baby out of wedlock. And then so the consequence is that child may suffer. So, but if these people recognize that what they did was wrong and um, they don't pass that, that anger, that resentment towards their child, then maybe the child will be able to grow up and um, come back or, I guess, return to the father, so to speak. So I think that's the difference. So um, if you identify with what you do, um, the wrongdoings that you do, you I, you take that on as an identity. ID, identification, then it will go wrong. But if you recognize that that wasn't you, then there's a chance that maybe your child will, you know, grow up and, and, and learn what God is or return to the father, so to speak. Okay. So I think that's the difference with, with that. Interesting. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. You had your hand, right? Yeah. You believe there are consequences? Yes. And, and And what is the consequence? Um, similar to what everyone else was saying, um, the result of what happens when you make the decisions that you make, that's what I previously believed prior to learning from what you say. Every time I come to church, I learn something new or (laughs) I, I question my mindset. Nice. That's that's what I like about a good fellowship rather than a teaching. Yeah. Right on. So have you ever had consequences for things you've done? I believe I did, yes. And how did you feel about the consequence? Um, how did I feel? I try not to feel too much, get but into my time, feelings. Before you woke up, how did you feel about the consequence? I was emotional about it. I didn't want to deal with the consequences, or I knew how to deal with it, or I thought I knew how to deal with it, um, and so I figured it out. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, Doug. And then I, I, yeah. Okay. What's the question exactly? Do you believe there are consequences to our action? I mean, by law, yes. Well, I don't, you know, it's hard to say because even in the Bible it says the wages of sin is death. That's like a consequence. Um, I think that if if a person in that scenario, if she goes against the number, um, if she's really seeking, she that's about as far as it would go. Probably wouldn't even get that far. But the people that aren't seeking, they're going to go. They're going to take it to the limit. And you know, there are things that do happen. You know, people get killed in those type of situations all the time. So. I don't know how to answer this. I, I'm just going to have to say I don't know. I, okay. I don't see. It's hard, it's hard to answer. Okay. Yes, Nick. I think there's consequences, but, I mean, I'm not that smart, so I'm just here kind of work, trying to work it out, and I'm just having my first question here, because even in, like, the cheating scenario, like, so, I mean, so she cheats, right? Let's say she cheats, like, 
he, you find out you have a cheating wife, you have an opportunity to see where you're at, if you forgive her or not, right? It's like, where, where am I at with God? Where am I where, at? Or where, where am I at with God? Where is you with God? I mean, is, is it a consequence? I'm just kind of, it's kind of my first question. Is that really a consequence? I don't know. Amazing. Right here at there, Frankie. And, okay. So, I see mine roaming trying to figure out, what is he going to say? What is it? Yes. Um, is there a consequence into action? No, I, I don't why do think you say so. No? Uh, I, I know there's not. Um, because it's like we discussed earlier, um, in this specific example, right, uh, uh, wife or in a significant other, like running off someone else, I'm not going to get into the details. There's no consequences. You're getting a, it's a blessing from God if you catch your significant other doing something like that, uh, that you, something you find untoward, you disagree with. It's a How blessing. Is that a blessing from you're, God? You're allowed to see. You're allowed to see your wife or your husband for who they are and make a decision. Now, if you have, if you have, uh, let's say, like if you've put more value in your <sighs> husband or wife than you have your faith in God, um, then when you, see this, right, when you're given this blessing to see it, you'll think it's something evil or something trying to ruin your life because you have now, you know, you've like overvalued this thing in your wife or your husband. Um, and now you want to wonder, oh, well, I lost trust. So how am I going to stay in my relationship with them? Well, have maybe the blessing is... Consequences for what you've done? Um, I think maybe before I came back to God, I may have you thought that. You did or you didn't? Well, I'm trying to answer you. I think before I came back to God, I'm sure there were... There were plenty of times, absolutely, where I thought that there were consequences, but no. I don't think I've, I genuinely believe you when you say we've never done anything wrong, and I don't believe that there's consequences for anything because anytime you get to see something difficult in life, it is a blessing from God. He's opening your eyes. Whether you like the message is different. That's, you might not like the message, but that's because you're the playing God. God. Yeah, because you might be playing God yourself. My, now I can't be with my husband that I love, that I love in all the right way. No, like you, you get to see each other. You're a cheating wife or you're a cheating husband, and I don't want to be with you. Bye. See you later. Okay. I'm out, you know? All right. Yes, sir. Nick, I have something I need you to read if I seem a little rush. I'm looking at the clock. Yes. Uh, Are there consequences to our actions? Yes. And of course why do you there think is. Yes? Um, consequences and repercussions. That's the first thing you, you teach children. Uh, when God created Adam and Eve, God told them the consequences that if you eat that tree, there are going to be repercussions. Or the Ten Commandments, if you do this uh, sin, this will happen. Repercussions. Have you ever had consequences? Yes, everybody has. And I what, have, yes. And what did, the, what, what did the consequence feel like? It caused me to suffer. Uh, In what when way? I, well... The reason I had consequences is because I uh, listened to my imagination and uh, I was led astray. I, you know, I, oh my God, I give you some examples, but just, just, because of time. just listening, listening to your mind, and then uh, you you uh, you make a mistake or you uh, you meet the wrong person because you you listen to your imagination. You weren't aware. You weren't present. You weren't still. Okay. And and you were tricked, um, and it's that's how Satan tricks you. And so, when you were having the consequences of your action, suffering, did I had you suffering. Think they came from God at the um, time. No. Who you thought they? 
I I thought I was unjustly uh, <laughs> did something wrong. I'm I'm the victim, and okay. this was wrong. Uh, when I should have said, well, you know what? I ate the apple, and I bit the apple, and I listened to my mind, and now I'm suffering, and it's I it it. It's my fault in the in the point right. that I listen to Satan. Okay. You know. Yes, sir. With the hat first. With the hat first. I saw his hand first. Yeah. I come to you. We're talking about consequences. Yeah. Are there so consequences for your action. Consequences. So when we're specifically talking about consequences as defined by the world, which is a result from a choice that you've made. So we all experience to that degree, a consequence. But when we dig deeper and look spiritually, if we actually realize that the decisions that we make, we don't really make them, we're either by influenced by good or evil, the light or the darkness, then we realize that we can't have uh, consequences necessarily because we are not making choices. Okay. And when you come to realize that you aren't making choices, you're being influenced, and the, the person who deserves the true consequences is actually Satan himself. And when you identify with him, you join with him, and then you receive consequences with him. Okay. Yes, sir. Amazing. Yes, sir. Um, so a few things. One, um, I felt everybody's energy shift quickly once we brought the consequences. <laughs> I Personally, I felt like, wow, that feeling of guilt comes in. But that's Satan trying to pull you down. Yeah. And then you start, well, we're no one to judge. Right. If somebody makes a mistake as far as cheating or whatever, you make a decision. Do I want to remain with this person and, you know, run the risk or do I want to move forward? Um, and then to add on to consequences from a parenting perspective, I've learned when I was in the fallen state, if my kids made a mistake and I reacted, yelled, punished them, whatever, their energy was negative and they didn't, they were, the motivation was just out the window. They didn't want to do whatever they needed to do, whether it was homework, cleaning up, whatever. Um, and lastly, they started reacting like me in those moments. And then when I, you know, forgave, went over it, and I started, if, they, if there's a mistake made, I kind of just communicated. I mean, I'm not perfect, right? I still react, whatever. But I'll try to communicate it in a way and say, this is what happened, and I'll put logic behind it and explain what happened. There's more of a, a self, I can see it in their faces. There's a self-awareness that they have of like, oh, now I see what I did. I, my, you know, speaking from the kids, I went unconscious. I did whatever I did and, you know, got in trouble. And there's a sense of motivation and there's high energy and there's love coming from my kids. And there's, they don't want to make that mistake anymore. So I've noticed that from a parent's perspective, we pass that on to our kids oh, and then okay. they re re repeat it. Interesting. The young lady behind you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I am, um, I do agree with what he's saying. Um, but I also think that. I don't want to dig myself a hole. <laughs> this is the right place to dig the hole, so we can bring you out of there. I do think, though, that, like, I don't know how to verbalize this properly. I do think there's certain things in life, especially with our children, that they kind of have to know the seriousness. Now, it depends on what it is, obviously, but, like, I think it's the father's job, like he was saying, to making sure that we're correcting them in the right way and then leading them in a positive manner and not a complete, like, reactiveness. But at the same time, like, I feel like it's 
the husband or the man's job to make sure that they understand. Because so basically, before they go out into the world and into to school or into getting a job, they have to understand that there's there's consequences to the decisions that they make. Personally, is what I think. I mean, I might change my mind after this whole conversation. <laughs> Does that make? I don't know. If I'm no, explaining myself you probably. You know if I. Um. So I do think there are. Like, for example, if you go into a store and you, and you still, I don't know, a penny sweet, a, a, a candy or whatever, right? And <laughs> a candy, and you, you know, put it in your pocket and you take it home and you eat it, like, or you get caught, there's consequences to stealing, right? You're going to eventually, you're going to be, the police are going to be there or whatever, whatever, depending on right. what you steal. So I just think that children do have to understand that there are consequences to thing and how we deal with them is really, really important, in, like you were saying, in, in, the, in a positive way, but also them knowing how certain things are severe so that when they do go out into the world that they don't need the jail system to teach them life. Okay. I don't know if any of that makes sense. Do you believe that God give you consequences for what you do? I think so, because like he was saying, like he was saying, like you know, if you eat from this tree, this is the consequence. The Ten Commandments, like God gave us the structure and the things that we needed to remain in the garden, to remain with Him, right? So it's a really good question. I might change my mind later on. I don't know. I think I need to think about it a little bit more. <laughs> okay. I can see everyone's perspective. So. Yes, Hitler. <laughs> Doing I'm going to change my answer. Oh, Lord. And I say that because <laughs> I say that because I said uh, the, wages of sin is, the wages of sin is death, right? It says that in the Bible. But if you're born again, you're not playing God, so you're not sinning. And he mentioned, uh, Francisco mentioned, um, eating from the tree, right? And there was consequences, but those, it's its not like they were, well, I'm going to say this. If you're born again, you're not sinning. And you're, you're really, when you do that little silly thing or that dumb thing, you're really kind of learning at that point because you're, 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 you messed up and it's revealed to you how you messed up and it's just more of, Learning. So, are you saying that there are no consequences? I'm going to say in in life when you when yes. you steal when you rob a bank, yes, there are man made consequences. But if you are born again, there are no consequences. You're you're learning. You're growing. You're becoming becoming perfect. What? In a minute, I may change my answer Make it again. Short, real short. Repercussions are mostly always negative, um, and that's the sin. So that we have a potential of coming back. Without repercussions, um, then you know there's no salvation for us. So a, repercussions are always negative. You shall die. What's a repercussion. Repercussions is if you if you touch. The apple, look at the apple or oh, eat the apple, you're going to die. That's a, and then the, that's the repercussions. And that's kind of negative if dying is anything that's death. But huh? that's why Christ had to come. 
Oh, okay. There are no repercussions to you. Zero. God don't judge us at all. And we have, as someone has already said, a couple of you, we have never made a decision. In our whole entire life, we don't make decisions. Now, in the physical, you know, the people want to put you in jail for stealing the apple. And you should tell the kids, don't be stealing the apple, right? But the real you, there are no repercussions. So everything that you do, you're doing it in blindness. And so everything is a wake-up call. It's a call back home, an invitation back to God. Because when the shop that comes and stuff, it's not a punishment. It's an invitation. Hey, wake up. When you go and get the phone number, you only took the number because you were asleep. Whether drunk or asleep, because when you do get drunk, you go unconscious, right? And you find yourself doing things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. And so the, the, uh, your ego, the not you, will feel afraid and worried and all that kind of stuff. But the real you don't feel anything about it. The real you do not feel one thing about it. But if you identify with this not you, you think you're being punished and you're not. It's really, a, if your husband found the number, well, when you overcome the alcohol the next morning, you look at your wallet and you have his number, you'd be like, what the? And you would already become afraid that he may find it, right? That's not you. That's a shock to wake you up. And so next time you go out, you are less likely to get so drunk that you will, you know, give your number or get someone's number. You will be more aware. And so if you do drink, you will do it in moderation because the shock woke you up. And so you'll remember, hey, I'm not going to do this again. So what now? Or hide the number better. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense at all? It does make sense? I'm sorry? I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I didn't even but think we've about been taught that there are consequences to everything we do, right? Mm. And so we are reacting to that. We've been taught wrong. Everything that we've been taught, everything has been wrong. That's why you should let no one teach you. They have taught you wrong. Yes. But in that situation, then, it would depend, like, his reaction, like... If it was the not me, right, and I'm doing something that I wasn't supposed to do and then I get the shock in the morning once I've woke up and I'm like, oh, geez, I got a number. What did I do? And then he finds it. He obviously ain't going to be very happy. So, like... But then if you were shocked and you woke up and he got mad about it, he started yelling, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. You will understand that he can't see either. He's unforgiving. And you wouldn't take it personally. And so if he left, fine, bye. You'll be glad that the devil is out of your life. Yeah. But if he said, you know what? I understand. Don't do that again. You'll be fine. You'll have a marriage that will last. But if he's into his ego, he's going to act out. He's going to think he's high on the hog. He's going to think he's better. I never cheated. I never took another woman's phone number, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he'll say all that in order to make his fallen nature feel better. All of a sudden, it'll be about him and not about you. Well, it should have been about you. Okay, don't worry about it, honey. Next time so I'll that get goes to- back to the whole thing that we was, I think we were discussing something this week, actually, where if the other person has a heightened reaction, then the issue is always within them, right? Yes. It's always, always, always 
always on that person. It's never you. Never, ever you. Never you. It's all, but they want to make you feel like it's you. You made me do this. You did. If you hadn't done that, I wouldn't have done this. They blame you because they're in an ego-fallen state and they don't want to take responsibility. They don't, they don't want to see that they were asleep. Are you hearing that? It's never, ever, not ever you. What people do to you, they're doing it to themselves. And they think they're doing it to you because they're in the mind. It's never you. Okay. Never, ever, 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 ever you. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. That's like amazing to know that. Just think of how many times we have taken the blame for what somebody else says or the way they feel. And women are good at making men feel that way. You made me emotional. You made me crazy. If you hadn't been that way, I would have done that. Just lying to herself. It's the devil doing that. It's never you. So when people yell at you or the other person at the supermarket is mean or whatever, just look at them, know that they're crazy. They're insane. They can't see. And it has nothing to do with you. You can live free right here on this earth. Paradise is in the mind and it's lost in the mind. It's found there and it's lost there. That's why God said bring every thought into captivity. Every thought. So everything you've been taught has been wrong. It's going to blow your mind when you truly see that too. Everything you've been taught has been wrong. And about the kids, if you were right, you wouldn't have to try to teach the kid to be right. They'll be like the parents. And we call it spirit to spirit. Everything is spiritual. And so like if you, I believe it does say that the world may have a law. You may break the law where you steal the apple. You have to go to jail. But you'll go to jail knowing that it's not you. And you'll go to jail preaching to everybody in jail. You'll still be home. It won't be a prison. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just another opportunity because you would be fine. And then if you have to go to jail for breaking the law, okay, I'm really. Because you know that that's not you in jail. You're in jail in your imagination. That's where you're in jail. Really, it's in the mind. So next time things happen, don't go, oh, it's in the mind. It happens in the mind. The sin is not the act, it's the thought. It's the thought. Think about that. The sin is not the act. When a boy put on a dress, that's not the sin. It's in the mind. He thinks he is a girl, so he put on the dress. If he never thought he was a girl and then had the world out there verifying it, he would never put on a dress. Isn't that amazing? It's all in the mind. And every human being on this side of heaven have the same problem. There's not one that doesn't. Look at the government, people running the government. They're rich. They got fame and fortune, yet they're miserable. It's never enough because they're not dealing with the real issues of the mind. Isn't that amazing? I know they're here, but I want to read something to you. This is from James. And it's uh, from James. One, five through eight. And this is the, uh, what's the name of this Bible? New Jerusalem Bible. All right. I like this Bible because it's like so simple. It makes sense. Okay. 
one, two. So, uh, I want you to read one through that, mm -hmm. one through eight, and then I want you to read temptation. So this is a letter of James. All right. From James, servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, greetings to the twelve tribes of the dispersion. My brothers, consider it a great joy when trials of many kinds come upon you, for you will know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and perseverance must complete its work, so that you will become fully developed, complete, not deficient in any way. So be happy when the shops come. Be happy. Go through the shops. Persevere. Really, don't run from the shops anymore. And the devil get crazy in your head. Uh-oh, you about to, uh-oh, this is what's going to happen. And if you listen to that, you'll just get worried with the shock. It'll become an uh, explosion, right? Relax and watch the, watch the devil talk to you. That's what, you have, that's what it means to persevere and do that. And then you will see that that's not you. If you see it all the way through, and then seeing that shot all the way through will cause you to be ready and happy to take on the next shot. Isn't that amazing? That's so amazing to me. <laughs> okay. Any of you who lacks wisdom must ask God, who gives to all generously, and, it w and without scolding it will be given. But the prayer must be made with faith and no trace of doubt, because a person who has doubts is like the waves thrown up in the sea by the buffeting of the wind. That sort of person, in two minds, inconsistent in every activity, must not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Amazing. So being still is the highest form of prayer. Being still and just observing, just being. It's the highest form of prayer. All this other prayer y'all doing, this is a waste of time. It's literally you're praying to the devil. Lord, bless my mama. Lord, give me a house. Lord, give me a dollar. And, and you'll get the house and the dollar. You'd be like, thank you, Lord. And then you lose the house and the dollar. You'd be like, what the? <laughs> the devil will give you a house and a dollar. He really will. Just to deceive you. What do y'all think about that? <laughs> what do you think about that prayer? Um, you a little Christian. What? No. Oh. Uh, I've heard that before, um, but it's uh, it's good to hear in your words again. Why do you think the devil hate it when you be still, but love it when you pray out loud? He doesn't bother you when you're doing that Hoover Holland prayer. Lord, help me have mercy on me, Lord. Lord, have mercy. The Lord have already had mercy. He sent Christ. He gave us a way back home. And we're with him. We just don't know it. All that prayer is all ego. Because what you're doing during the prayer, you're like, oh, I feel so nice now. Your ego feel better. But before you get down the road, your ego back in trouble again. It's scared. Amazing, huh? Did you have a quick question? Yeah. Now, you're not going to want to give up that prayer because you've been taught to pray like that. So the ego is not going to let you give that up. So do both. Do your little prayer for mama and then be quiet. <laughs> or prayer for your house or whatever. So, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I fellowshipping is in my and 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 the silent prayer is obviously like the highest form of prayer. I agree with you on that. But when you say and maybe you're just being cheeky, but when all the other stuff is useless, I mean, doesn't Peter calling us to like do all of that, like edify, fellowship, silent prayer, worship? Isn't it all valuable? Maybe not all the same. I don't understand the question. Does it, doesn't the book of Peter call us to worship as well? To edify each other? To fellowship with one another? Silent prayer, I would agree with you, is the highest form of prayer. But it, it says in the book of Peter to, to, that worship has value. So isn't that what hooping and hollering is, worship? No. It, it's not? That's emotional dance at the club. Well, well, but I, what I'm asking is, isn't worship because valuable? Because when you wake up, even when you start to wake up, you appreciate it. So that's worshiping. You, you don't want to go back to sleep. The greatest sin is to forget. You want to always remember. That's the greatest thing you want to do. Remember the present. Remember the Father. Stay in the present. I'll have to yeah. reread Peter, and then I'll get back to you, because I don't okay, want to come, yeah. with, I don't don't take, come without, nothing, without the right stuff. Don't take my word. For, no, for, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and read, and we'll talk about it another time. I appreciate okay. the answer. All right. Quick question. And then we got to end. Yours anyway. I just had a quick question, but I wanted to say it's so good. It made me want to hoop and holler. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, when Doug said earlier, uh, the wage of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Does that mean death of the ego? Because then when he came back and said in his second, he was like, he separated. He said, if you're born again, oh. then in order to be born again, there has to be a death. So that's the death of the ego. The, the, the wages of sin, the death is to fall asleep. When Adam oh, okay. listened to the okay. woman, the woman listened to the devil, they went to sleep. And when you sleep, you're unconscious, you're with the devil, and you're in hell. That's the sin. That's the problem. They went to sleep. But when you forgive and God will wake you up, then he will kill the imagination of the devil and all that emotional crap that goes with it. And that's the death. You have to die through that. Because that's the nature, the unnatural way of living. That's the death. But you need the power of God to destroy that. Yeah. Only, only these, the power of God. Uh, that's right, the Spirit of God. All these false ID, identity were picked up through life because the world said that's what it is. And we associate that to ourselves. All those false identities will, if you let it, because you're so identified with it, it's hard to go through it. But no matter, go through it anyway, even if it's there hard, right? You will make it through it. But you got to see it all the way through. And you will know when it's over. You would know God. You would know God. Isn't that true? I mean, isn't that amazing? Uh, last word. Real quick, I just want to, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to everybody here. Everybody here is doing an amazing job. You come in here every week or as much as you can, and learning these super deep, high level concepts. That's and, true. You're blessed to be. You're here. blessed to see this stuff, and the yeah. fact that you are here. Is by God because yeah. you could easily come here one time and be like, I don't want none of this. But He's and allowing you to see. And leave. It. Yeah, <laughs> so He's allowing you to like see. The Pope. <laughs> yeah. Pope is tick. The Pope is tick. tick. The Pope yeah. needs and, saving. And so I just wanted to just thank all of you guys uh, for this fellowship. Yeah. The fellowship is amazing, and also too, online guys in the chat, take it easy on the people in here. 
We are coming here and putting our life. But no, those are the devils. Don't worry about them. Yeah. But if you're not going to show your face. Go ahead. No, no, no. Be glad to see that because you would know your enemies. Yeah. You would know the devil and others. Don't try to stop that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You'll be fine. Absolutely. Don't shout out to the church. Don't tell the devil. Don't tell the devil to take it easy on you. Let the devil do his thing and you go through it. If you're affected by the chat, that means something wrong with you. It's not them, it's you, even though they have their own issues. But if you're being affected at all, given, if you notice when Christ went through the world, he went through the same thing we're dealing with, right? But he never gave it a second thought. He just kept going. He, it didn't stop him. It didn't say, why me? Stop treating me this way. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He did it so that we can do the same thing. He was our example. All right? So if somebody could get to you, it's your problem, not theirs. They got their own issue. They'll try to get to you because they need life. They need to hurt you because they're hurting. So don't give room to the devil. Okay, last one. All right. Um, Temptations. Right. Blessed is anyone who perseveres when trials come. Such a person is of proven worth and will win the prize of life, the crown that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Never, when you are being put to the test, say, God is tempting me. God cannot be tempted by evil, and he does not put anybody to the test. Everyone is put to the test by being attracted and seduced by that person's own wrong desire. Then the, des- <laughs> then, the, hold on, then the desire conceives and gives birth to sin, and when sin reaches full growth, it gives birth to death. Amazing, huh? That's in the Word. But I never hear anybody talk about this. Have you ever heard anyone mention this from the Bible? Uh, I've read it. You read? No, have you heard any preacher anybody mention it? Uh, yes, one preacher on YouTube. Oh, he did? Yeah. Amazing. Um, it's not endure, folks. Endure the pain. It's not God tempting you. God does not tempt. And the, and the devil can't tempt God. He's not into the tempting stuff. He knows. All right? It's not you. Did this help a little bit today? Yes. Amazing. How, how was it helpful for you? Um, you just, all of your advice that you give us, the wisdom that we get, it just uh, releases us from ourselves. Yes. And Absolutely. Uh, truly and honestly, the, the beautiful thing is when I'm free, I'm free from the bondage of self. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing the... The Spirit of God in us, what He can do if we just allow Him to. You know, stop get out of His crazy. way. Get out of His way. I've I stopped negotiating with God a long time ago. Yeah. Because He said to me, "Hey, get out of my way. Let me take care of it." And it's a beautiful way to live. Be still and know. Yes. The young lady, how did, was this helpful a little bit today? For another young lady behind me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. In mm-hmm. what way? Um, I'm realizing that there's not consequences. None. None. Yeah. It's a physical one. You may have to take yeah. this physical body, you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 right? Yeah. But that's not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just the law of the land. If you steal, you got to pay the fine. Yeah. But There's a lot not- of helpful stuff. I just think I have to, like, take a day or so, and then I try and re-listen, like, while I'm driving to work. Yeah. To, like, catch all the things that I didn't catch the first time. Right on. Well, I let it sink in. Nice. Was this helpful for you? Yes. In, in what way? 
it's just it was just helpful i don't know i don't know in what way it's just listening to everybody listening to everybody's input just helps me to um decipher mine you know and, and put it in the right perspective yeah so. You're doing the silent prayer every yes. morning, every night? Yes. Stay with it. You're on your way. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. No matter what happens, if you just stay with it. All right? When you're in your I office, understand. don't worry about what people are thinking. Don't try to hide from them. Yeah. You just let yourself go through whatever it is you're thinking. Let it, right. Let, go through that so you can get over it. Right. All right? I'm trying. <laughs> Relax through it. I will. Really, relax through it. It's not you. Your jealousy, your envy, your strife, your bitterness, your revenge, all that stuff is not you. And stop putting titles on yourself. It's spiritual. Don't name it and claim anything. It's not you. And then you will come to know. You rise and you will come to know, all right? So let the ego die. Get on that straight and narrow path. Stay there. No matter what. You know, I asked uh, in the men's form, I think, what do you have of value to lose? What do you have of value to lose? Do you have anything of value to lose? Yeah, my job. Oh. um, (laughs) Going through the ego death is, um, in in some respect, can kill my position at work (laughs) because I'm... um, you know, what I do, just what I do. But if so you that, go that, that's it, the only value. I mean, I wouldn't lose it. I would just change it. If you go through your job you know, at work, if you go through it quiet, no one would know. Yeah, exactly. In a quiet way. Right. Uh, so you, your job is a value? Yeah, I'm a project manager for a construction company. And so you would hate to lose that? Yeah, I wouldn't I lose it. I understand that practical, but would you be affected if you lost a job? I wouldn't lose the job. I would just redesign it or something. <laughs> you know, put, give it another title. There you go. Do you, you say you have something of value to lose? Never been asked a question, but the first thing I think of, and I was just talking about with my friends, was how uh, God told Adam that, hey, you're going to have to toil the fields and just pull out useless weeds and constant working. And when I think of value to lose... What's most important to me really isn't like Give work. Give me a quick answer. Do you have anything of value to lose? I don't think so. I've, it's a question I've heard for the first time. I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have nothing of value to lose. Nothing. And if you think you have something to lose, that's because you are, what's that biblical question for last week? Possessive person. You think you own everything. I own my children. No, you don't. <laughs> I own this and I own that and it's mine. Your own life don't belong to you. It was given to you. It's a gift from God. You didn't make life. You don't even own that. Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah. Let it all go. When I say let it go, don't go out there and be crazy. <laughs> oh, and, and like intellectually, oh, I'm letting it go. As the ego is dying, you're overcoming it. You're overcoming the wrong relationship with it. That's why, that's why I tell men, when women try to take your children and they want to go to court and they want to do all this, let them have the baby. Okay, you can have the child. Bye. Now I don't have to worry about it. 
Don't let it, if it hurts here, let it go. If it's too important, let it go. And then the women will start trying to take your children and you'll find something else to try to take from you. <laughs> Don't let anything be of that important, but you can't make that happen intellectually now. Not because I said it, but because you see it for yourself. So stay on the straight and narrow. Stay with the quiet prayer. Do you little hoop and holler? <laughs> Praising the Lord. Uh, whatever James said. But stay on the straight and narrow. Watch. That's all you need to do. Watch you. And if somebody makes you feel a certain way, emotional, fear, doubt, or anything, it's, don't blame that person. It's on you. It is totally on you. And when you blame someone else, you're worshiping the devil. You're literally worshiping the devil. So don't ever blame anyone else. See what's going on with you, and you'll be fine. Thank you all for tuning in today, and thank you all for amazing fellowship. It was mind-blowing. <laughs> um, no announcement, right, Nick? A birthday? Oh, okay. We'll get to that. Who birthday is it? Oh, that's nice. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. If you need counseling, we have the best counseling service. Uh, we'll do your, read your, uh, your uh, what do you call that? Super chat. Super chat tomorrow on the show. And uh, amazing. Thank you all. Have a good one. And thank you all again. Thank you. Come on up, birthday.